You are listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maycheck. you're listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy, that's me, and my co-host Sheila. Today we have special guest Jamie Ryshinsky in from The Property Twins. This is another one of those special topic episodes where we do not have a public guest due to the content. And quite frankly, it's a topic where I specifically requested Jamie from The Property Twins. The reason why is that I host an improv night down at Camp Beer sometimes for the brokerage, and we had him and his team there, and they were answering the hard questions with such grace and professionalism that I could not think of a better person to have on here. So Jamie, thank you for joining us today. Now, divorce season is upon us. It is January, and yes, believe it or not, this is a thing. Before you think I'm speaking in poor taste, I'll review the facts with you. Everyone just had Thanksgiving. Everyone just had Christmas, or most people had Christmas. Maybe they realize they can't do another dinner with Aunt Thelma's baking. They're pouring the gravy going, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Yeah, maybe they're done with their spouse always bossing them around the Christmas tree or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Things happen and tensions happen, especially around holidays, okay? And then in January, the bills start rolling in. Is it worth it? Friction becomes at an all-time high in relationships, especially when money gets involved. And then they're driven indoors by the weather and around the corner... Bam, Valentine's Day. And it comes shortly after New Year's Eve where they're expected to reevaluate their lives. So they're looking ahead at this like big love holiday that gets thrown. We should just move Valentine's Day, I think. Maybe it's that too was- soon. <laughs> it's too it's soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. And so people have to sit there and think, oh gosh, so I've, I've just had my holidays. I'm not sure about my family. Suddenly there's, you know, New Year's Eve and then Valentine's Day staring you at the face. And, and believe it or not, after all those holidays are done, most divorces get filed in March kind of sad, isn't it? Am I depressing you guys? To be truthful, divorce is one of the hardest things to do in real estate. Not everybody has a happy reason for selling. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those topics where it can get messy really, really quickly. It's very, very hard for people to ask for professional advice and, and go out there with that when marriage could mean so many different things to people. One of the very worst appointments I ever went to was a divorce sale. And the tension and the sadness was so strong in the house. And I, and I had to really suck it up. And I, I pushed it into my core. And I, I almost was like a robot. And I did my thing. But at the end, I walked down the street to my car. I got in. And I burst into tears because it was so sad. And it was just so much tension in the house. And you just had to be so stoic. But anyway, I'm not here to depress you. Let's get into the good tea spilling stuff. And of course, we're going to start off with a joke. Sheila, why are you so funny and I'm not? Product of childhood divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's not entirely true. I've got got an older brother and he's about five years older than me. Anytime I tried to make a joke as a kid, he would just kind of look at me with disdain and be like... Not good enough. So if I got him to laugh, I knew I did a good job. That's awesome. So you guys kept each other company. Yeah, he yeah. built my character. He built your character. So really, this this uh, episode is dedi- de- um, 
dedicated to Evan. Yeah, thanks, bud. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've done a few divorce sales, enough to know that you really have to handle these situations with care. Um, and you might always have a plan on how you want to handle these, but that's only if you get notice. So we're going to start today with a, a, a tiny little story about one of the divorce situations that I walked into. Uh, I didn't have Sheila with me. I'm very glad you weren't with me at the time. And I walked in, it was a high school friend. I was so excited and I just, um, you know when you do the social media scroll to kind of look at what's going on in their life? Update. Update, update. And I found all these beautiful uh, wedding photos because they had just had a destination wedding and it was so great. And uh, I, I was psyched that they called me to sell their, their townhouse and I, Walked up the stairs and I saw the husband was there. So good signs, everything's good. And I was like, oh, I just saw your, your beautiful wedding photos. And Ouch. yeah, everything was good until we got upstairs. And she's like, yeah, we're actually splitting up. And I looked at her and I was like, could you not have told me? Like, I felt like I just put my foot in my mouth 10 ways a Sunday downstairs. Oh, she, no. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's OK. And I'm like, Ugh. like, <laughs> but the whole time I was just like, wow. That sucks. Like that, I just walked. Cringe factor of 10. Oh, and I'm, I'm generally pretty, um, pretty smooth in a social way, especially when I'm working. Cause I'm on, like, I know I have to be on mm -hmm. and, uh, just all the wind just went out of my sails and I was like, really seriously. So that was, that was kind of hard. Um, and they assured me no damage was done, but damn, like that sucked. And it was bad. We recovered all went well, but it did burn. Sheila, what would you have done in that scenario? Someone just drops a bomb on you, bam. I'm a crier. <laughs> you would have just cried? <laughs> no, the second someone else gets here, I'd be like, oh no, I'm out, I'm done. Um, but yeah, that would have been, it's really awkward and it's embarrassing too, because you're like, I could have totally gone into this from a different angle. Yes, I, I had no, I had no warning. I had yeah. no warning. So now we're starting to, now we're starting to get into the uh, spilling of the tea. So Jamie. Have you ever gone into a situation where your client has just informed you that they're splitting up and you have like microseconds to react? Uh, I, I have. I've uh, ran into it a few times in the past and, and sometimes it's friends, which is really hard when you've been friends with a couple for a long time and then you walk in and you sit there and it's a it's and you 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 have to take it in and ha try to handle it with grace, but you also have to process. You kind of almost have to do a quick mini grieve and then get to yes. the tough stuff. And yeah. it's a it, it it's it can be very difficult to handle those situations, and they're somewhat inevitable. You're gonna you're gonna be in it if you're in real estate. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Um, what I have learned is I try now to. Um, basically do a little bit of exploring ahead of time so that I don't, don't get myself into those decisions. One of the ways I do that is by insisting that um, all parties on the title are at the initial meeting so that we are all on the same page. And usually what ends up coming out of the woodworks is, well, you know, my husband or my wife won't be able to make it because we aren't mm. actually speaking right now. And then I go, okay, well, I need her phone number then if you guys want to continue to move forward. And, um, and then I usually line up a meeting with them back to back. So even my, uh, train of thought is on the exact same wavelength oh. and keep them in separate rooms more or less, but, uh, yeah. meet them at different coffee shops. So we don't have a seller's questionnaire, but I wonder if there's something in there that we could do like the, you know, reason for selling up front. I don't know. I don't know. Would you like your selling meeting to be separate from your current partner. Yes. And you're like, oh no. Like yeah. as one of the boxes. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. We would probably have people take it off just to mess with us too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like what you just said about mini grief. Like, because when you do get 
um, hit with one of those, this is the reason why I'm selling situations. Mm -hmm. If it's not a happy sale, then absolutely you could be hit with a mini. And I know that I've had to do that. I've had to just suck it up really quickly, tighten it up and be like, wow, that sucks. And then in your face is like, okay, you know, because for some of these people you've helped move them into the home and that's always an emotional thing. They're so excited and it's a happy home. And and then down the road, you're getting a call again. Yeah. And then you get three ends. I'm just kidding. That's not (laughs) the way we look at that. Uh, no, but but realistically, you have to keep your, especially if you know both parties or if you only know mm-hmm. one party, you have to keep the relationship good. So that's it's a good thing to mention. Um, Jamie, have you ever sold a home and realized during or after that it was for the purposes of a divorce and they, they just didn't tell you? Um, I have a story about what was probably a pending, pending divorce. Uh, we uh, went to a listing appointment in Alder Grove, uh, my twin brother and I, and um, uh, we, the, the night, the previous night we got, a, a, I received a text message at nine 30 at night, which is a little bit late. It's pretty late. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a little yeah. bit late. And he wants to line up a listing appointment and wants to get home on, on the market right away. Uh, so he lines it up for when he gets home from work tomorrow at four 30. Okay, great. We show up at four 30, ready to go. Chris has his listing presentation, ready to go. I've done all my homework, uh, knock on the door and Hey, and he's standing there with a beer in his hand totally shocked to see us you could oh, see him processing no. <laughs> processing <laughs> what was happening what happened last night and uh and he proceeds to double down and let us in the home so we uh we head up the stairs and he's got the two young kids and they're bouncing off the walls the house is a disaster and his wife is no joke making spaghetti on like boiling pot of water on the stove meat sauce cooking on the side and right. she's in it and she has no idea what's happening uh, so we go to the dining room and we sit down and Chris starts into his listing presentation, of not course. picking up any of the signals yeah, at all. He's a professional. He's, he's just like, in I'm zone. ready. He's so prepared. Yeah. Going to kill it. Going to make a couple jokes. These people are going to love me. And yeah. <laughs> and the wife is coming and, and he yells at his wife to come sit down and he's still drinking beer and she sits down and you can just see that she is absolutely mortified and very very angry and chris's listing presentation goes for about 45 minutes because we talk about our entire marketing presentation and uh and so he's missing all of it i'm sitting there just watching the body language and it was just uh, the most awkward thing i think i've ever sat through oh no! and then we finally left and we went downstairs and and i'm walking out uh i'm talking to my brother as we're getting in the truck and and i'm like how do you think that went he goes i think it went great he's still (laughs) completely oblivious he's just flattered that he was a drunk texter he's like i did great i'm like i'm pretty sure he was drunk when he messaged us the night before and when they were in a giant fight and said threatened i'm selling the house tomorrow and we're we're done and forgot entirely about it the next day and and just rolled with it. His wife had to sit through that uh, embarrassment um, to like the next level, and they and yeah, and they shoot us out the door, and we went home. And I'm like, if they're calling to list, I'm like, I just I don't know if I even want to get into that. That's a tough one. Yikes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did funny. you end up listing the home? No, no. Okay. Thankfully okay. they didn't call. <laughs> thankfully they didn't. You know, there's some listings you just don't want. And, yeah, someone ended and, up with spaghetti on their head. We were we were, yeah. we were being used as a pawn in a fight, a mm. big fight. Oh. That's all it was, but it was it was hilarious. It's like sitting through a timeshare presentation, right? When you're sitting at the yeah. listing appointment, and uh, they just want to go to the they beach. just want you yeah. out of the house <laughs> so they can the go exit. back to their life. Yeah, wow, yeah. that sucks. I yeah. like that he was really into it, and you're just ready and watching. You're like, what is happening? I'm gonna get here? through my part really quickly here, yeah. and uh, and and then yeah, we're gonna go. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I like that you guys were his first call. 
Yeah, the marketing is working. I guess. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. marketing is working. <laughs> We're yeah. popping up peak peak ad times nine thirty at night. Got yeah, it. yeah. Apparently, we're branding all the dumpsters around town as all the dumpster fire relationships. <laughs> yeah, so. symbolic down yeah. in the dumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever had to co-list a divorce sale? I was one of my very first transactions was to co-list, or I got offered to co-list it, and I, mm. I uh, it was a very well known, very well known realtor, and um, I think at that time the property was worth about two hundred. $180,000. And I said, no. Yeah. I literally said to him, no, we're not co-listing this. Um, I said, you don't, you don't need to co-list this with me. Like, and I kind of could do that only because I had a, a court injunction behind me. So mm -hmm. I was able to say no. And I, I sat the spouse down and said, look, let's give you a seat at the table while you still have it. And that's the, that's the only reason why I was able to just conduct it myself. Right. But I was brand new and I was really like kind of gutsy with this new real, this like really established realtor that was like, Oh, like I want to call this. And I'm just like, no man. <laughs> so, I don't need you. Yeah, I don't need you. Have you yeah. ever had a co-list? I'm similar to you. I, I, um, I have, uh, but I don't like co-listing and I'll, I'll, drop the listing before I co-list if I can, right. unless I trust the other realtor. Yeah. I'm not about to tarnish my name because they're using me to, to look good on the other side or right, vice versa. Yeah. You're almost negotiating not only against the buyer, um, but you're also negotiating against one of the sellers. Um, trying to um, Sometimes they're trying to muddy the water. Sometimes they don't want the house yeah. to sell. Sometimes they're living in that house while the other one's paying for it and they want to stay in that home as long as possible. Mm. So they make it extremely tough on the other side. So um, when I do get, uh, when, when somebody does say, hey, do you want to call this? I, I politely decline or, and then I do my thing and say, hey, um, we have a full team that can handle this, no problem. Right. Uh, I don't like working with other agents because they don't have the marketing plan that we do and they don't roll things out the way we do. Um, and uh, the bottom line is I will make sure everything is 100% fair. I will only communicate in a group chat. Yes. I will only communicate with you both during a conference call. There will be no sidebar communication yeah. whatsoever. So you know that it's going to be as fair and amicable as possible. If not, I'm not interested. Yeah. And then I leave it at that. And if they don't go with me, totally fine with that. But most you of the time, the most of the time, they set the stage. Yep. Yeah. I think it's important. It's kind of strange you're saying, so it kind of depends on the realtor on the other side. Cause we've heard stories of realtors that coalesce with other realtors and they just take it as a free ride. Right. Like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's, you know, like say David Smith, for example. Um, Oh, that's David Smith. He's got this marketing plan. He's a bigger name. So I'm just going to ride the coattails and then pick up my side of the check when it's all said and done. You got it. Yeah. So you get one half of the coin that does all the work and, you know, a lot of people think, oh, realtors, y'all do the same thing. But there is there's a very different disparity between there's a lot of variety, quality in. and variety, like even from the kind of photographers that are used, the kind of floor plans that are out there, because there are, believe it or not, good quality floor plans and poor quality floor plans. So you want to get agents of the same caliber, which sounds kind of like I'm talking like a hierarchy system yeah. or something <laughs> like that. But it's very important that if you are going to pick you know, you're going to pick agents to work with you. If you do have to have separate representation, the agents also need to be on the same page, which. Yeah. Cause I think there can be definitely a circumstance where there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes. Too many cooks in the you kitchen. Get Absolutely. Kind of too many personalities involved. And you're like, this is it. It makes it not as smooth as it could go. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now I was in a, I was in a home that, um, uh, I, oh gosh, this home was so beautiful. And it was a divorce sale, really crushed me because it was just such a nice house. Um, and I had to go around the house and talk about the house. And I had to be very specific with my language. And a lot of uh, realtors don't realize when you're handed a divorce sale, your language has to change instantly. 
So when I went in there and I, I wanted to gush about the house and I wanted to be like, oh, it's so beautiful. And these kids rooms mm-hmm. are so cute. And what a beautiful home. All that had to change. I had to say, you know, robot words like um, in this market, you will, you know, get the peak out of your asset. Mm-hmm. I believe that these uh, rooms have adequate lighting and closets to provide a good space for someone. Like I had to be so cold, you know, I couldn't paint the dream for somebody else. Yeah. I had to be kind of colder about it and kind of talk about the property so specifically. And you don't use the H word. Like you can't call it a home because home is a positive word. So instead it becomes an asset or a property or, you know, so I'm finding that I had to do that. It's very hard. Do you ever find, Jamie, do you ever find that there are trigger words or kind of like no, no words to use during a divorce sale? Have you ever been put in a situation where that's come up? Yeah. Like it's, it's even when you're doing the write up for, and the realtor, um, comments below and it's like, you, you, it's tough. Cause you're like, you go to write the typical family home yeah. or forever yeah. home. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be a knife in their side reading this stuff, but you're also hired to sell their home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you do have to be, be very careful about things uh well trigger words especially um but uh you know it's one thing i try to avoid when i do find out it's a divorce sale entirely is talking about divorce and don't try to relate doesn't matter if they don't care if you went through a divorce they're going through a divorce right now they don't care if you if your parents were divorced they don't want to hear about that don't try to relate keep it simple get in do the job and get out and be somewhat stoic about it because that's all they want they don't want to they have their friends and their family for yeah. For, they don't want and, your and emotional baggage with it. They're dealing with enough. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it said that Canadians do that. They like tell a worse story to make yeah. your story feel better. Yeah. Like, oh, you think your divorce One is bad? Time, <laughs> my, my cousin Jimmy. Yeah, it was real bad. It yeah, this isn't like, so bad. Like, yeah. it's not going to help anything. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. So again, just professional in and out. Like, know know your core values, uh, and and don't try to relate that's a really good that's a really good point it's a really good piece of advice because it can almost be like a habit you're like oh yeah i have a story similar to yours and like please no yeah that's it yeah yeah so i had uh (laughs) i was sitting down and we were filling out listing papers and we were talking about inclusions and exclusions and they had a, a microwave that was not built in um so we were i said okay is there any items in this home that is staying is there anything screwed in because i got to that part of the contract and these right. are things that you want to talk about ahead of time and i asked if the microwave was staying or not well it was like a grenade went off in the room oh no wife had to get up go to the bathroom in private sob while i was sitting there with the husband so now i figured out who the hurt party is right and he's like oh don't she'll, she'll be fine just give her a minute and i'm like Okay. And I'm, I, how do you make small talk? Like, Oh, it's sunny out. Like, what do you say when that's yeah. happening? And then she just, she just got it together, came back to the table and we continued the conversation. Yeah. But it was like, it was like literally a, like a grenade dropped in the room. And I was like, Oh my God, I had to get through it. Yeah. It's like little trap doors and you step on one. You're like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever have items that it comes down to where, People like, cause you're not a furniture salesman. So, you know, is there any kind of inclusions or anything that kind of comes down to that one party wants it or one doesn't in there ends up being kind of more of a fight or. Yeah. Luckily I haven't really come across that too much. I've had those situations where, um, where one certain thing triggers 
the other party to walk out mm. uh, of the room. But um, really, I know I haven't come across that much. I make it kind of perfectly clear by by my presence being there, only talking about the house, and I'm not a furniture salesman, and right. and, and that uh, that uh, it doesn't doesn't really come up. Um, sometimes in the end, when you get that awkward phone call from the buyer's agent yeah. that we want to include someone in furnish, furniture on an addendum now and oh. buy that off them because we really like their stuff. And then you're like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes then you get into it a little bit. But uh, but really, I, I haven't come across it too much. So That's good. It might be all about knowing your audience at that point. Yeah. You know, is, is the furniture up for debate or not? Because sometimes people are downsizing or they're going to different places where they can't take it with them and maybe they don't want it. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I can guarantee you they're not fighting over the wedding gifts. Yeah, yeah. Be like that's <laughs> maybe where that's what the microwave was, right? It all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the punch bowl; they can have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good time for a yard sale, maybe. Yeah. Um, have you ever had an amicable split? Like we with the one that I did, where the girl kind of surprised me upstairs and was like, "Oh, actually, we're splitting up." That was totally amicable. Like they were really good to deal with. I didn't have to worry about anything. Um, it was very straightforward. There was no drama. I was everyone very, on the same page. Yes, I was very fortunate. Have you ever had one where it's just easy breezy? Smooth. Yeah, I actually recently had one. We helped them find a house, and nice. and uh, uh, the, our our team was 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 called back to to come help them sell it. And it was uh, it was it was sad for us because we you know our our clients turn into our friends a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, and but they were uh, very mature about the whole thing. I never saw um, any animosity towards each other or anything. You know maybe. They realized at one point they were they they both loved each other and and that's uh, they were uh, you know uh, it helps when um, they're uh, a little bit more mature about the whole situation. Right. Basically, the younger the relationship, the the tougher it can be a little bit too. So, um, they they were just both very kind and nice people to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so they just um, high fived and parted ways. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. One of our clients, I remember a couple of years ago, they were purchasing the house that they were buying. It was a divorce sale. But it, it was an amicable split. They had a child, and the realtor on the other end was helping them each buy yes. the two separate places because they wanted to still stay, stay within a certain distance to each other. So it was easy kid handoff, and they could still be involved in, in their lives to a certain extent. And our buyers had quite a unique story. They've they've had a horrific road, would be the right way to say it. And right. they they were coming together, and they had these like beautiful children and they really wanted to write a letter about who they were buying. But sometimes when people are selling a divorce sale, the last right. thing they want to hear. Uh, I never even <laughs> thought about that. Family. That could backfire yeah. big time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I always say, you know, if it's an unhappy sale and you know that it's a not happy sale, don't talk about how great your life is going when you're about to, especially in a multiple offer situation, like, Oh my God. Yeah. But um, in that situation, it worked out for them because everyone was happy. Yeah. Have you ever had a buyer buy a divorce sale where it gets kind of weird on the other end? Oh yeah, and I was a fairly new agent at the time, oh. and uh, a friend of mine had called me, and uh, him and his wife uh, were were looking for a home, and uh, it was they found this big beautiful house in in Cloverdale, and uh, we went into it, and uh, and it was you could tell it was a, a divorce sale. Mm. Um, there was uh, there was it was all female clothes hanging in the in the in the and all the pictures were removed off the walls, like the, the yeah. nails were still sticking up. There's some signs. Yeah. Right? That's a tell. It's you're, a tell for you're sure. You're like oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and and she was um, uh, fairly rough on the house a little bit, ah. uh, and but the house is beautiful. The yard, you know, needed work and it had been let go, but he was good with that. Um, so we wrote an offer and it was co-listed. There's another sign that it's probably a divorce. <laughs> yeah. It was co-listed, um, but we were very worried that uh, when I started hearing 
back that the uh, um, wife had been squatting in the house and the husband had been trying to get her out of there and there had been domestic violence happening in the home. There's holes ah. punched in the walls, uh, so on and so forth. Um, it was pretty ugly. And uh, so I had spoken to the lawyer for some advice first. And what we did is we wrote a hold, hold back in for $25,000. I believe it was twenty five, dollars which was a lot of money back then because it was a monstrous house for six hundred and fifty. dollars I think it was. Right, yeah. Like it was back when I started in real estate. So that, that's a pretty huge holdback. And the way it was written in was we got to use the money to renovate and fix anything that was wrong with the house. And that was it. Right. And we negotiated as much as they go, dropped down, and then we slid this addendum in, and and they both realtors on the other end just accepted it, which was great. Wow, um, it's almost like they knew. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. I would have done this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and it was good because they moved in, and sure enough, she had painted the whole basement black and uh, destroyed the house, let the carpets go, let uh, everything, yeah. let everything go, and um, so they they had the money to fix it. Like literally, they're pulling in with their truck, and the husband is driving down the street and uh, with a with a truck full of stuff moving oh. out, and apparently, like she's screaming at him as she's getting into her car and stuff. Like it was it was a it was a not a tough one. I don't know if there's yeah. mental health issues or, or what, but um, but they moved in, uh, the buyers moved in and and took the twenty five grand, and they mm-hmm. were they were super good about it. They didn't spend the whole twenty five thousand dollars. It didn't yeah. quite take that much to fix it, and then they returned the rest of the money back to oh, the sellers, wow. which is really amazing that. after yeah. kind of being left. A, with the shitty end of the stick moving in, right? So, yeah. yeah. I noticed um, even when I bought my house, it wasn't a happy sale and the house was just trashed, uh, like right. the one that I bought. Um, we actually, on another episode, um, we have a a uh, gentleman that had to take the sellers to small claims. Um, but the husband, without revealing too much, the husband cleaned up his side of it. So it was mm. only really the one side that ended up being sued. And same thing. She just let the house go, caused a lot of damage, hid the damage, which is why it became such an issue. And it just, it's too bad because it's a mutual yeah. asset. Everybody could make money together and move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. But when feelings get involved, yeah. things go sideways so so quickly. Yeah, scorched earth almost, right? Like, scorched earth. Yeah. 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 They try to shift some of the things down the line, but there's there's a new family moving in. And and that that strife, it's going to now impact the other people when they have to come in and, oh, now I have to fix all these things after I just bought a house. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, yeah. I, I, I think when that happens, like you said, whether it's mental health issues or it's just broken heart or whatever, mm-hmm. high emotion sales. Um, it's good to have a contingency plan in place if you're lucky enough, if the market allows you to put in things like holdbacks yeah. because you never know. Yeah. I find so. divorce sales too when, when um, or separations, whatever, uh, if they have children, it's usually a lot more mature, maturely handled because they're, mm, they realize right. that this isn't the end of their relationship. Um, that's not always the case, uh, but yeah. with this one in particular that I just mentioned, they didn't have any kids, so it was like who can hurt the other person the most on the way out the door. Yeah. Um, whereas with their children, it's like, well, I'm going to bump into them at daycare, picking up the kids, or uh, graduation, yeah. or whatever, future weddings, that kind of stuff. There's a chance for less toxicity. Yeah, in, in like it. it's like okay, we we have to uh, be more ch- mature about things for the for the kids. I think yeah. it's in your household too. Like yeah. your dad invites your mom for dinners and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Now that now that everyone's kind of like. Older, older and grown past it you everyone looks out for each other a little bit that's kind of hello cool. yeah 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 that's yeah. great um what's one thing you would like members of the public to be aware of with regards to sales involving divorce oh uh that's a good question um other than get a lawyer yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an easy one get a lawyer get a lawyer well there's <sighs> there, there there's human beings involved yeah. uh and We've had it before where we're in a house with buyers and the buyers discovered on themselves by themselves that 
we think it's a divorce sale and they get really excited oh. and they start going, Oh, we should throw them a low ball offer. And then it's like, they smell blood in the water. And then you're like, you guys realize we could be on camera right now. Yeah. Right? Like it's, yeah. and now you're real. like there, a lot of people have cameras in their homes yeah. now. It's, yeah. it's pretty common. And, uh, and they're jumping up and down excited about, you know, maybe getting a deal on somebody's house. Cause they're, they're they, they yeah. feel like they've discovered something and it's a natural thing, but it's also yeah. like, I'm sitting there going cringe, cringe, cringe. Cause, uh, let's sidebar this for outside guys because, uh, because yeah. they're, they can still make sure you never own that yeah. home. They're like, yeah. we found a piece of the puzzle, and you're like, yeah. baby monitors right there. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that teddy yeah. bear is uh, watching us right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always the teddy bear. It's always the teddy bear. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, last last story out of me today. Um, we had a divorce sale. I never actually met the wife. It was a situation where I would meet the husband, get the keys, and he he's really good. He just hands me the keys and says, sell the property. Nice. Except, of course, I, I still have to talk to the wife, mm-hmm. and I received a phone call, and she she just told me too much, you know, when she's like, she's saying, he's got a girlfriend. She is young. She is blonde. She is, and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm so glad she can't see me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up talking, because you do sometimes hear a little bit more from the hurt party, and they do want to share with you. Right. And I try to explain to them that although maybe they're not, it's not their choice to get divorced, maybe, or they didn't cause the situation. And sometimes yeah. they want that recognition. So I explained to them that, look, nothing can happen without your signature. It's yeah. 50% of the transaction. I can't do anything without that. Right. So I say to them, and this works like 95, 8% of the time, I say, would you like to sign everything first? Hmm, great idea. That way, you don't even have to see that person's signature on that piece of paper, and you know you have 100% of the control. You sign first. Yeah. I talk to you first, you sign first. I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> so it really, it, she yeah. said to me, she goes, man, that would mean so much to me. What a great idea. Thank you so much. Now, of course, I go back to the husband because that's who wants to have the divorce. And I say, look, I'm going to get her to sign first. So all you have to do is sign it after. Everything obviously gets agreed upon together. Together. All the terms get agreed upon together. But if you get that hurt party to sign first, number one, they're usually the hardest person to get signed. So if they do sign it first, green light. And number two, it makes them feel a little bit in control. Even if it's like a false sense of security there, mm-hmm. they get to they get to sign it first. They don't have to see yeah. that person's signature who's forcing them to sell. You're like, yeah. you still get a say yeah. and you're important. And, and you're this, important. You're absolutely still involved. Like, yeah. Like your signature matters because it does. Yeah. Because at that time they might feel like nothing I say or do or whatever. I have no control. I have no, yeah. like nothing I can, I can't fix anything. I can't change anything. And this is my life now. Right. But if you give them a platform where you say, look, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to, you know, and you always go to them with whatever the decision's already made. Yeah. And you say, Hey, look, you know, I was, you know, we've been talking, we think this might be the best path forward. What do you think? Can I send that over to you to sign first? And, and they, they get to be put first when they may have felt like they were put last in all of the decision making. Yeah. So that's my like, that's my signature move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a nerd. Yeah. No, that's uh, great. That's good advice. Yeah. So Jamie, thank you so much for coming out today. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, we're just going to sum up the day, guys. Exercise compassion. Know your audience. Ask ahead of time to make sure everyone's in the room. Uh, if you're a buyer, 
you know, learn your audience, know that there are people there. If you're a seller, hey, we're just here to help you. We're not going to get involved. Um, and if you are a hurt party in a situation or you don't have control, talk about signing first. Maybe that might make the difference for you so that you know it's kind of done on your time and you're considered as well. So that's all the tea spilling we have today. Thank you so much for coming. And we're just going to cheers to end the episode. Oh, Thank you for listening to Spilling the Tea, a real estate podcast with Christy Macero and Sheila Maycheck.